Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Living a healthy, balanced life is no small feat, especially when you're a mom. With meals to cook, laundry to load, work to do, and humans to raise, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe living a healthy life has become way too complicated. What we need isn't a new plan or program telling us what to eat or how to live. We need simple, uncomplicated routines and information that's going to help us live our best, most beautiful life without rules and restrictions. Join me, Kristen Dofniak, holistic health coach, certified intuitive eating counselor, and mama of two for weekly conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life, uncomplicate eating, and simplify in every area of mom life. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. I have another special guest episode today. My usual guest co-host Danielle is on maternity leave right now. So today I'm excited to welcome back my sister, Allison, Allie, you know, she has lots of nicknames, um, here onto the podcast. Allie has been on the podcast once before. I had her and my high school bestie, otherwise known as her boyfriend of almost eight years. Uh, on last year for our season three finale. And that was so much fun. And I will link that episode in the show notes. It was a quite long interview um, or conversation really, but it was a really good one. It was actually one of my most popular episodes last year. So it's definitely worth a listen. But today I have my sister on by herself and we are going to have a conversation about sisterhood. We're gonna have a conversation about growing up. We have six questions that you all submitted in my Instagram box. Funny enough, when I went to go post these questions yesterday or post the question box to Instagram, Instagram was glitching. So I was hoping that we would have like a full 24 hours to see these questions and to be able to think over them. And uh, we did not have a full 24 hours. So (laughs) honestly, both of us are pretty much going into this off the cuff. So there are some great questions. This is a very honest, authentic, and pretty much totally (laughs) off the cuff conversation. So I'm excited for you all to hear the questions. But before we jump into the questions, Allie, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Allie, Allison, Allie Cat, whatever you want to call me. (laughs) 
I am Chris's little sister. Right now, I am a visual merchandising manager for a retailer somewhere in Rhode Island. And I went to school for fashion merchandising and retail marketing. So, yeah. So don't blame her for any of my tragic fashion choices. <laughs> I try to help her, I swear. <laughs> we have very different styles, though. So that's it's interesting because there's a question on things we have in common and things we don't. And uh, we'll get to that. But I feel like interest in, in fashion is different. <laughs> very much so. <laughs> the both of us. Yes. So... I just want to go ahead and dive right in. We have no need for an icebreaker, and I know that you've been very busy with your new position. Actually, it's funny. Ali has also, in the past, been my cooking class assistant, which she still is on occasion. She's also a fantastic photographer. I usually link her photography account on Instagram so you can see her photography. She does some of that on the side. But she recently started a new position, and so she's been crazy busy with work. So the usual question I ask is, what are you reading these days? And I'm guessing you're mostly just hanging out on the couch after you get home from work so I usually don't pick up a book most days but right now I'm reading oh I'm drawing a total blank on the actual name of the book but it's Stanley Tucci's new book <gasps> yes um isn't it just taste or something my like that? taste uh darn it I can't think of any I can look it up yeah I'll look we'll it up have to I'll look it up it. after it yes. it is so good. I love the way that he speaks. He's so articulate, but he's like, he's so authentic and really funny. And he talks about his parents and growing up with an Italian family in America. And it's, it, he's hilarious. You need to read it. Oh my gosh. It's on my list of books to read too. Yes. So, oh, you had a great answer to that. So yeah. I should have just started off with that. I <laughs> How love about it. you? What are you reading right now? Ooh, what am I reading right now? What is the book called? I was going to say, you and mom usually read like two or three books at like one time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I actually just finished up several books for the podcast. I just finished Malibu Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid, which was really good. I liked it a lot. I didn't love it as much as The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, but I did really love that one. And I just started another book and I can't even remember the name of it. I had to look it up. Stanley Tucci's book is Taste My Life Through Food is the yes. name of it. Oh, I was right. It's it is so taste. good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's called The Paris Apartment. It's a mystery. Oh, it's like a thriller. Oh, cool. Yes. Oh, I would so probably that's, like that. Yeah, I'll let you know if I like it. I have it on my Kindle. Yeah. So that's what I started, and I'm hoping that I'll be able to – I've got a busy couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, this will be the book that I'm going to read on the plane because I'm going to visit one of my best friends in a couple of weeks. And I'm like, mm, I might need I might need her second book yep. <laughs> so, because it's it's really good so far. So – that's what I'm reading. Thanks for asking. <laughs> so we are enjoying some Aperol spritzes right now. So ching ching. <laughs> so good. So good. If you haven't had an Aperol spritz, Aperol is an aperitif. It's an Italian orange flavored aperitif. Mm -hmm. Aperitivo. Aperitivo. Oh, there we go. Her or digestivo. Some people will drink it as a digestivo too. Like mm -hmm. you would um, something like Ramazzati or um, Limoncello. You know, it it does have that bitter aspect to yeah. it, so I can I can see how it would be it would I, be good. I believe, like the other ones, um, it helps with your digestion. Yeah, I think yeah. that's why they have it afterwards. Yeah, it's like bitters. Bitters are yeah. actually really good for your digestion, but they also add a lot of flavor to yep. <laughs> to cocktails. Yeah, there's no bitters in this cocktail, but it is a bitter 
aper aperitif. And then you add a little bit of Prosecco on top, a splash of soda water, and usually garnish with an orange. We didn't do that today, but that's our little cocktail that we are sipping on. It's a light, it's it's the late afternoon right now, so we're not, we're not enjoying we're anything too heavy. It's fine. <laughs> but I mean, we're recording a podcast, so that's that's what you do, right? No, I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't, I don't drink for the vast majority of my other podcasts. Only my Q&A is with family and friends. <laughs> that's literally it. Um, so like I said, we have six questions that we're going to dive into, and they're all about kind of sisterhood and growing up in some way, shape, or form. And so I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to ask the question, and we can just kind of respond. Are you ready? Okay, question number one. How has your relationship changed from growing up until now? Like 100%? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, I would say, well, we're almost five years apart. So I feel like when we were both growing up, we were in totally different stages of our lives. Yeah. So I feel like when I was younger and like really interested in like hanging out with you and your friends, you were like, no, I don't want you here. <laughs> You're like, no, I want to hang with my friends. And I'm like, but I want to hang with you too. I'm bored. <laughs> I know. I feel like we did very much have that kind of sister relationship for a really long time. Um, I was, I remember, I have very distinct memories of being a really young child and actually telling my mom that she was pregnant with you. I remember, I like remember that whole experience. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I guess we were sitting in the house that we were, we were actually staying in my uncle's house. My uncle is a merchant marine. And so my parents were staying in his house while they were buy that were they were in the process of buying a house and they were we were all staying in that house and I remember sitting there eating I might have been eating breakfast or having a snack or something in the kitchen with my mom and I told her that she was pregnant and I, you know this is one of those memories where I don't know if I have the memory because she has told me that I told her or I actually remember it it's an interesting sort of situation but she but I still have that memory and and she you know tells me that I was like there's a baby in your belly and so I was four and yep. she's like, no. And I'm like, yes. And she took a test and she was pregnant with you. And I remember being very excited as a four-year-old. And I remember the day that you were born. I remember going to my grandparents' house and I was so mad. Did I mention this in the last episode? I don't Because this is like so. one of my earliest memories. I have a couple traumatic early memories like when I got bit by the dog and when oh, yeah. I like I had an injury to my eye but the other other than those memories my only other memories from when I was a young child are, are, are telling mom that she was pregnant and again I don't know if that's an actual memory or not this is definitely an actual memory was my grandparents telling me that I had a baby sister and that they named you Allison and being so mad because I wanted them to name you Jennifer because I wanted to call you Jenny. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I remember that. I was mad for a long time. I was like, you betrayed me. You told me that it was an option. How, why did you not choose the four-year-old's option? And what's actually really funny, do you remember what Sage kept telling people we were naming Ren? Do you remember? Oh, I feel... <sighs> she, would, she would tell people we were naming Ren Elmo. That's what... <laughs> And people were like, oh, that's nice. Because she was so dead set. She was like, this is, my baby sister's name is going to be Elmo. And everyone's like, 
No, no, it's not. And so actually, we were uh, we're a little bit further apart than my girls are. Yep, just like my girls. Yeah, my girls are four years apart, and we were almost five. So yeah, we did have that dynamic. I think a lot growing up because we were. I was so excited to have a little sister, and then you were like this cute little doll for a while, and then you were just this like little thing that took up all of mom's attention, and. I just sort of, in, I remember being very indifferent to you quite a bit when you were younger. And I'm sure mom would have a different opinion on this. She's going to up here to, yeah. <laughs> to listen. Let's bring her in. No. <laughs> Surprise. Uh, she would probably not be thrilled by that. I'm sure she's listening to this after. Oh, but she definitely, mo- yes. We'll yes. be listening to this after. Uh, but we won't put you on the spot, mom. But I'm sure she has a different opinion on how to, kind of how I was towards you mm-hmm. when you were really young. But I, I just remember feeling like, it's cool, I've got a little sister, but kind of indifferent. And then as I got older, it was a little bit like the annoying little sister who wanted to tag along. <laughs> so when do, you, when do you feel like things sort of changed and we st- sort of started having a better relationship? Because we, we have a question as, about fighting as kids, so we can get into that. <laughs> but we definitely did not have a great relationship for... I would say when you went to college. Yeah? Because Yeah. Maybe. It was when you when you moved into school and like I went to go visit you and I stayed over in your dorm. Mm, we hung yeah. out a little bit there cuz we would go to like what do you call it the mess hall? Is that what you guys called it to go get eat, that's what they call something it, to eat? Oh. <laughs> well, we would go get food and hang out we'd watch a movie and like yeah like I have a little bit of memory of that but I feel like though when we really started to connect was when I came over and we watched like sex in the city and Mm. like hung out and had a sleepover like at the house that you had with your roommate yeah I feel like that's when we started to yeah it was when I was in college wasn't it well that makes sense too because we are about five years apart Mm -hmm. so you were 13 and I was 18. Yeah. And I also don't remember if we talked about this in the other episode, but there was that time when we started becoming more friends than kind of sisters who were annoyed that each other was around. Yeah. Oh, I remember mom let me take you to see Legally Blonde yes. in New York. Wait a minute. Hang on. Are you going to dance? <gasps> oh my God. You- I'm literally wearing the pants right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, so we, so I don't know if it's, it's probably not still on because it was so many years ago now. That was like 15 years ago. But Legally Blonde, the movie was turned into a musical on Broadway in New York and it was fantastic. And we, we got to go on the train and go see the musical. And I mean, I was 18, so I was technically an adult, but you were 13 and I can't believe mom let us do that, but she did. (laughs) And I remember that being such a good memory. We went and we had lunch and then we saw, this is all by ourselves. And I was like the responsible adult. I think I was actually responsible too. There was a lot of me being an adult and not being responsible. But in that instance, I do think that I was responsible. Oh yeah, totally. I I have a memory of mom telling you that you're responsible for me and what happens to me. Oh yes, like yeah. well, yes. Like she did that quite a bit when I, when we would hang out, just the two of us. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, she's mama bear. She's uh, looking <laughs> yes. out for looking out for you, for sure. Um, but I think that, yeah, I, I agree. I think our childhood together was rough. We didn't have a great relationship most of the time. And I remember, you know, I have some memories of us kind of playing together as kids. I remember, so after we had the flood, 
Do you remember that experience in that rental house? Yeah, that in the rental house. Yeah, I, I feel like being in the rental house was some of my my best memories of us being together as kids. I feel like we played a lot then and sledding down the hill. Yeah, sledding yeah. down the hill. Like I just have a lot of good family memories, even though we were in a little rental house. So I don't think I've shared about this on the podcast before because it was a it was an impactful life experience, but it hasn't really been relevant to the podcast. But when I was twelve, right. Yeah, I was 12 I was, and you were... I had, was going to be turning eight, I think. Yeah. So like yeah. Sage's age. Wow. Yeah. Um, so we live in Rhode Island and our house was on a slab. It wasn't on, you know, it didn't have a basement. And we were at the bottom of a hill and it was a super rainy night and there was a construction site uh, at the top of the street that should have had barriers up and it didn't. And basically water flowed down from the construction site directly into our house and our whole house was flooded and the whole house had to be gutted and it was this whole big thing. And so we ended up uh, moving. We had to immediately move out of the house. We couldn't stay in the house anymore. So um, we stayed for a little while at my grandparents' house, but their house is pretty small for them plus a family of four. And so we moved into this rental house for about a year as our house was being rebuilt. And I don't know if it was just that, like, collective traumatic experience we all went through and, you know, kind of that difficult time in our lives as a family that sort of made me feel more connected to you. And like I said, I think being a child is just sort of, like, indifferent, like, annoying little sister. And then we had this, like, period of time. And then, of course, I was in junior high then. And then it was going into high school and then being like, oh, I don't want this annoying little sister around. Yes. (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) And, you know, as we'll talk about later, too, I was also going through a lot kind of in my own life and my own mental health and things like that, too. So I think it just I mean, I was I I will not say that I was a great big sister um, growing up, but I feel like um, hopefully I made up for it as we kind of started to become friends. Yeah. <laughs> as I went off to college and we did. We really like, yeah, I remember you coming to visit me in the dorm and then in the house that I shared with Tyler and then visiting me in Toronto a couple times. I was the t- bad influence big sister who brought her to get her first tattoo and dyed her hair blue. Only a little bit of her hair. It was purple. Oh, right. It was purple. <laughs> we did not drink cocktails on the streetcar. That would have been inappropriate. Um, we de- definitely it definitely didn't. wasn't in a Coca Cola bottle, and we did not go to a baseball game after that. It's fine, Major League Baseball game. <laughs> we didn't bring that in though, because we would have gotten in trouble. No, for that. we just had the entire thing before. <laughs> yes. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh. So yeah, I think that once we both got a little bit older and more mature and we both got our we had our own interests we were like I was on my own you were starting to I mean you were still at home you were still living at home for the first little bit of this and then of course you graduated and went to college and I visited you a couple times I never stayed with you you did in my freshman year (gasps) yes I did I did stay with you once yeah you slept right right in the middle of all of our four bunks yes I do remember that so yeah so I think as we got older it was just about being intentional I think yeah yeah I think we'll talk more about that I I will I will say too sorry to interrupt you I um one of my main memories with you two like growing up and when we were getting along was like our 
united obsession with Mary-Kate and Ashley. Oh my gosh, yes. And Passport to Paris. Yes. And the specific line, what is it? Um, Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Oh my god. We used to walk around the house doing that all we day. Loved long. The Olsen twins. We did. We were very we were very connected in that way. Yes. They still feel very nostalgic to me. Actually, yes. Sage came up to me the other day and she was like, Mommy, do you know those Mary Kate and Ashley twins? I was like, um, yes. And she was like, There's this movie, it's like it's in New York. So Sage and I went to New York last year yes. together. And actually you you, me, and Sage went to New York a couple years prior as well. We went on a little girls' trip last year to New York. We live about three hours from New York for those of you who are like, How how are you going on so many trips to New York? It's, Where is it's quite Island? close. Um yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got that question all the time when I lived in Toronto. People would think it was really? a part of New York. Oh. I would show them my license because for the first little bit before I actually immigrated there, before Nick and I got married, I would show people my Rhode Island license. They go, oh, you're from New York. I'm like, no, <laughs> from Rhode Island. And they're like, oh, isn't it a part of New York? I'm like, that's Long Island. They don't have their own licenses. But no, I'm from Rhode Island, smallest <laughs> state with the longest name. And, um, yeah, so I know I lost my train of thought. Oh, we were in New York last year, and so she's kind of obsessed with New York right now. And she's like, yeah, this this movie, New York, I was like, New York Minute? She's like, yeah, have you seen it? I was like, only about 30 times. <laughs> and that actually came out a little bit later, like, after a lot of their other movies. I loved yes. all of their early movies, um, the, the mystery ones, the, like, what were they called? Uh, the ones that I, oh, what is it? Um... There's, like, the whole series. Oh, I can't think of it. I'm right now. I'm just thinking about Holiday in the Sun. <gasps> yeah, that was one of my favorites. That sun. was one that really made me want to like travel. There was the the Australia one where they were in the witness oh, protection program. Um, something down under, yes. wasn't it? I think so. The only one I didn't like was the soccer one. Oh, me because I'm not really. It into was like nah, team sports. <laughs> We did team sports, but we both weren't really fans of soccer. You did well. You no. played soccer when you were a little bit. I played for soccer for like one season when and I was seven. And you're like, seven. forget about it. No, that was not. It was not my calling. It was definitely. Me neither. But I started. Both of us started karate after that. So yep. that was another way that I think that we kind of were still kind of connected as kids. Yep. In some ways, we both did karate, but we didn't do a lot together. So. And I will say, Chris liked to practice on me as well. Okay, there well, might have been a little bit of, <laughs> there might have been a little bit of fighting. <laughs> just, just a smidgen, just a smidgen. Okay, uh, do we want to go into question number two? Do we have more to talk about on that? I think we're going to talk more about deepening our relationship. That was another question we got as adults. So you want to go into two first? Do you want to go into the next one? Sure. Okay, so question number two, this is a good lead-in, because uh, we could just keep talking about the Olsen twins, but <laughs> that's not what you signed up for. <laughs> I mean, who knows hopefully, what you signed up for? Hopefully someone else connects with this. <laughs> we promised nothing. So <laughs> if this just turns into a review of the best and the worst Olsen Twins movie as well, we apologize, but um, that's it. So what did you fight about as kids? I think the better question is what did we not fight about as kids? Literally, yes. Um, space. Yeah. Like, this is my space, this is your space, this is my thing, this is your Sharing. Thing. We never wanted to share anything. We didn't want to share the TV. We didn't want to share food. I, I mean, yeah. I still don't like to share food. I mean, oh. I'll go halvesies with you, but don't steal my fries. And don't <laughs> steal part of my half or you're going to get seriously oh, no. Oh, no. hurt in some way. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely want to say it was 
that and I also have a very serious question for you that I've been wondering for literally my entire life. Oh no. Did you steal my favorite CDs? What CDs? Like my Green Day CD. I had my own Green Day CD. I was like, because I don't... Okay, I have a question for you. Yeah. So you know in your... I stole Dad's Green Day CDs, but I always put them back. Okay. Because you know when you were redesigning your room and you put a border of CDs all along your wall. Yeah. I was always curious if you ever took some of my favorite CDs and put them on your wall. You know what? I actually didn't. Do you know where I got those CDs from? Where? Okay, you guys, I wish there has to be a photo of this somewhere. If there isn't, I'm going to be so sad. I had the coolest early 2000s room. Okay, maybe not the whole room. (laughs) I had a futon instead of a bed because that was cool. She was Um, edgy. I was edgy. I thought I was edgy. No, okay, so I had this border of CDs. So when we moved into our new house, we got to sort of redesign our rooms. We got new furniture. And then as I turned into a teenager, I was super into music. And I wanted to have – I actually initially wanted a whole wall of CDs. And I realized how insane that was going to be to try and make happen. So I ended up bordering the entire edge of the top – of the room, like the entire like room, where is a you would good have like room. crown molding and stuff. Yeah, yeah, with CDs, and yeah. so I put them on like double sided tape. But the CDs that I got were the, and I'm not sure this is not illegal, probably unethical, but. You know when you would go to drugstores, and at this point it was a Brooks Pharmacy, which don't exist anymore, Uh, (laughs) but you would go to, like, CBS or a Brooks Pharmacy or a Walgreens or whatever, and they would have the AOL trial CDs. Oh, yeah. I would go in there, and I would take a stack of 10 from every single one I went to, and that's what it was... That's what it was like. Oh my gosh. I don't even think I had any actual CDs. It was just all of those. So that's what I used. So no, I don't I don't I don't think I stole any of your CDs. Okay. Because I'm like because I know that I remember this one memory. I wanna see if you remember this. Okay. So when we were younger, we both listened to very different music. (laughs) Like, but as I got older, we started liking some of the same music, like Simple Plan and Green Day and um what's that other one? Oh, the man and the Madden brothers, good Charlotte, like stuff like that. I don't know if you liked them or not, but for a I while. remember, I wasn't sure if you ever took any of my favorite CDs because I definitely have lost some. Maybe I lost them in the flood. That's possible. Yeah. It's possible because we had to throw most of our belongings out. Yeah. So I remember this vivid memory. We after we went to FYE, I don't even know. Oh my gosh, FYE is that around anymore? No, I don't think so. It's almost like a Newbury Comics now. Like it's kind well, of Newbury on the Comics same was around too. But I know, but I feel like it was like it was not like a anymore. CD and DVD store, record store, store. Record yeah. Store, yeah. So I remember, <laughs> I was in middle school and I bought the Sierra CD, the like my goodies CD. Oh my gosh! And yeah. you were sitting in the front seat and you got so mad that mom was letting me listen to this kind of music that is not appropriate. <laughs> over here listening to Green Day and, oh and like the Sex Pistols and I'm over here listening to Sierra. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so Do you true. remember that? I, I don't remember that experience, <laughs> but I remember feeling like annoyed that mom would let you listen to like hip-hop, R&B, yep. you know, type music. And oh yeah. no. So I have, I've, I'm still a Green Day fan. I've been a Green Day fan forever. Me too. Um, I'm, I'm, okay, let's, let's be real here. I'm an old school Green Day fan. We won't we won't talk about their 
latest stuff because I'm just I'm I'm just a little disappointed. But I'm a I'm an early Green Day fan. Like American Idiot. No, before oh my gosh. Really? Oh gosh. No, like Dookie. So <laughs> Oh, is this the one you got the t shirt about? Is that the Dookie album? I have a I have a Dookie sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was Dookie was their third album. Yeah. Yep. It was their second uh studio album. Well I mean the first album was in the studio, but it was their second major Major. I think her plunk was their first major record label album, and oh, then Dookie okay. was after that. Yep, I believe that's correct. So, if any Green Day fans out there want to correct me, you can. <laughs> right um, comment. But after, like, I listened to American Idiot in high school, and then after that, I was not a huge fan. I kind of felt like you know they got very very poppy for my liking. Uh. But in any case, I love their earlier stuff, and the children, my children. Are now they also enjoy it, but I have put on a couple songs, and I'm like, oh, let's let's skip that one because if they read into this, that is, um, there are some words that we I am not ready to discuss. <laughs> um, <Uh-oh>. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I remember stealing dad's CDs and listening to them and putting them back, and him like noticing I put them back in the wrong place oh, because I wasn't allowed to listen to them. Snap. And he was like, did you listen to my CD? I'm like, no. <laughs> yes sorry dad um, hey if you didn't scratch him I don't think he'd care he'd just probably be like don't tell mom yeah I mean he he was very supportive of my you know career as a teenage anarchist <laughs> and wanting to become a makeup artist oh I did want to become a makeup artist for yes a yeah I wanted to become an FX makeup artist actually I wanted to what do is FX that? makeup for movies so like horror oh, movies oh, and yeah yeah with all the gore and blood and like yes. oozing out of Walking Dead style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was when I said I was edgy. I mean, I was full on punk for a while there. Oh yeah, it was um, leather studded belts, low rise jeans, Ramones t shirt tucked in in both the front and the back. You had the the mesh gloves. <laughs> the um, what were those um? Bracelets? So much eyeliner. Oh, so and the black eyeliner. nail polish. Did I already say that? Black nail polish. Converse. I mean, I still wear Converse. High tops. High tops. Yep. Oh, always. Yeah. And, yep. uh, oh, my hair, though. The hair. The, like, sh- the, like, basically mullet. <laughs> like, short on the top, long on the bottom. That, like, and lots of colors. Lots of different colors. Oh, yeah. Hair. Lots of different colors. Sometimes good, sometimes Piercings. not. Oh, yeah. I've had several of those. Yes. I, mean, I still have some of those, but I've taken some of them out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, wow. This is a, this is a. We, we just went a little <laughs> off track, but it's fine. <laughs> This podcast is all over the place. <laughs> this is how we talk on a regular basis, too. We kind of go from one thing to the other. We do, but I mean, I we don't think we've talked like this much nostalgia in a while. This is this is fun. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> I'm sure my uh, other two like '90s, 2000s kids or former '90s, 2000s kids are going to uh, be resonating with some of this conversation. Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think we fought a lot as kids about over space, over things, and I don't think that's uncommon. No. With any other, um, you know, with with other kids as well. My kids fight about that stuff now. This oh, is yeah. mine. This is mine. Or teasing each other about whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't think that it was necessarily out of the ordinary. I think it just felt very dramatic yes to me or to us at the time yeah i think it was it was pretty normal mm-hmm. for the most part but yeah i don't know i don't i don't think anything out of the ordinary can you remember anything else that's like 
Do you steal any of my stuff? Steal? No, surprisingly, because I thought you wanted me to be totally honest. I would have punched you. I thought you were going to kill me if I stole something. <laughs> like, even if I stole an earring, you would be like, get out of my room. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, she's going to beat my butt if I take anything. So, no, I did not take anything. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, crap, she knows karate, too. <laughs> Let's not do that. <laughs> did I go in your room? Yes, because it was a cool room. That's why I went in your room. It was a And cool I wanted room. to look at your posters, and the mom would be like, get out of there. What are you doing? Yeah. It was a cool room. room. So once I got Sid Vicious, then you did. I wanted to go in there. Really? I thought you were afraid of him. At first I was, but I think it's because mom was afraid of it. So I almost felt like I had Mm. to be afraid of it, even though I thought he was really cool. I got He was really cool. I was afraid when he got out. Oh, I mean, I was afraid when he got out. Because I was like, can that thing eat me? Okay, so uh, we didn't explain this. Sid Vicious was my six-foot-long <laughs> albino, albino ball python. python. <laughs> so he lived Definitely in my room. Definitely not punk whatsoever. No, not like. at all. His name was Sid Vicious. <laughs> there was no Nancy. Um, just Sid. So, I guess yeah. you could call him one of the mice that he ate. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> so, um, yeah. So... Um, Sid Vicious ended up being given away to a friend when I went off to college, but he did get out once, and everyone in the house was pretty terrified. And the cat found him. The cat found him under the oven because, you know, we live in New England, so it was too cold for him. I think it was in, like, the springtime or something, so it wasn't super cold. He didn't, he wouldn't have died, but but he... It was it toasty summer. warm under there, and there was a closed mousetrap. So we were th- I was thinking that he was going after that, but also staying, like, cozy mm, warm down there. Yeah. Because they live with the heat lamp, right? To stay nice and warm. Right, yeah. So makes total sense. He it found does. the warmth. Yeah. Like Chris often finds the warmth because she's always cold. I'm always cold. The only reason I'm not, I'm wearing a tank top right now, I think the only reason I'm not cold now is because I'm sipping a cocktail. Yes. <laughs> I said I was going to get sweaty when yes. we started talking, too. I was Me, like, too. <laughs> so we're over here, like, sweaty and, oh, boy. Oh. All right. Okay. So moving on to our relationship as adults. Question number three is tips on keeping or finding a deeper sister relationship as adults. I thought this was a really good question. That and is it a goes really, good really one. well with and this is these are from different people. Um yeah. it goes really well with the first question, how has your relationship changed from growing up until now? Um so what do you think your tips are on I mean, I, I wouldn't even say is necessarily keeping a deeper relationship, because like we said, we weren't close as kids. But we became close as we got older. So what do you think? I would say, hmm, I don't know. I would maybe finding your common interests. Because mm. then that way you can kind of connect on a different level that way. I would say that. I'm trying to think what else would I say. Well, yeah, because I think what we just mentioned, too, is we would... You know, we would watch Sex in the City in my dorm room, or we would find fun places to go out and eat, or we would, yeah, we would ex- do, ex- like, go and experience things together. Yeah. And be, I think it was really intentional about actually spending time together and not just going, well, you know, we didn't have a great relationship going, growing up, so just scrap it. Guess yeah, I didn't, exactly. You know, guess my sister sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but going, hey, like, maybe now that we're older, like, I want a relationship with my sister, and I want her to be 
Aunt Al, who she is now, <laughs> even though at that time, you know, when we first started hanging out, I didn't think I wanted kids. That's a whole... Actually, no, that conversation did happen <laughs> on the podcast with my husband. We did actually discuss... Somebody asked us um, if if we were going to have more kids, how we decided on two kids, whatever. And we're like, well, we weren't even sure we wanted kids. And now here I am with a mom podcast and two <laughs> wonderful children and a great Aunt Al. But, like, I knew that I wanted you to be a part of my life. I wanted to have a good relationship with you, but I think it took until... I was an adult and I was out of the house to be like, okay, well, I mean, I need to be intentional about this, which I think is true for any relationship. Yeah. I feel like in our own ways, too, we both kind of had to figure out ourselves first. Yeah. And we both had to, in our own way, grow up. Yeah. Into our own, well, I guess you say well-being. I don't know, trying to figure out how we wanted each other, like... In each other's lives. Yeah. No, I, 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 I fully understand what you're saying with that, too, because we did need to figure out who we were individually outside of just being in this house together. Yeah. Sort of serving the roles that we thought we were supposed to as daughters or sisters or, you know, I had my rebellious stage. <laughs> Are you surprised after everything we've just shared? <laughs> um, I had my rebellious stage. I had my food struggles. I had all of that. And you had, you know, your own struggles and things that you went through and that period of growth and then kind of knowing who we are. I feel like, yeah, we could fully sort of show up for each other. Sometimes you need to take care of yourselves so that you can come back and be better. And yeah, again, yeah, I think exactly. that's true in, in any relationship too. Yeah. And you kind of have to figure yourselves, I think the the better grasp you have on yourself and who you are and your values and even your interests, things like that, the better you, the more you can bring to a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. What else do you think? So tips then I think it's, I mean, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I honestly, the first thing that just came to my head was just don't give up on your relationship. Just because yep. you had a hard childhood, just because you didn't get along, maybe you've had fights. You know, we've we talked, like we've had lots of fights. We've had huge blowouts. We have yelled and screamed at each other. We may or may not have hit each other. <laughs> <laughs> More from one side than the other. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but like we, we, we really have gone through a lot, but... But then we're, you know, as adults, like, we just kept showing up and just kept going, all right, well, we had a fight, whatever, but Mm -hmm. we're going to make it work. And we understand each other more, I think, the more that we've grown up and the more that we've matured. And um, didn't hurt that you also started dating one of my best friends. (laughs) Um, So then I was like, oh, I know I have to like her. (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. The universe didn't just say, oh, yeah. Like her. I don't know. Yeah, the, the universe was like, <laughs> we're going to make this work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think don't give up on it. I think being intentional. Yeah. And finding those common interests, like you said. Mm-hmm. Whether it be music, movies, plays, um, you know, a, t- a specific kind of book you like. Traveling, sports teams, like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Like, supporting one another in what you want to do, like you with your podcasts and everything with health and helping other mamas living a balanced life and, like, me trying to figure out, like, my career, too, and, like, photography and the visual merchandising and just, like, supporting each other, too. 
Yeah. No, and you know what's interesting? When you're saying that, I'm like, I don't think we really... I mean, you kind of alluded to this when you shared a little bit about yourself. We mentioned, obviously, that you're in a very long-term relationship, but you're not yet married, and you don't have any kids. No. And, you know, so we are still in different life stages. Mm -hmm. So even though we are, obviously, we're always going to be five years apart. Yeah. But even though, and we might be in more similar life stages in the future, no matter what, my kids are always going to be older than yours, right? Yeah. I'm, we're always going to have different careers than each other. I mean, I don't know, unless you want to become a chef and do, I don't know. Well, I didn't tell you this, but I really want to start baking more. So you'll just be the chef and I'll be the baker. Okay. I mean, that's cool <laughs> because I am not going to start baking more. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just not, I, I'm like banana bread is as far as I go. We made coffee cake for my husband's birthday. That was great, but I'm just, I'm not the baker. Um, still never got a piece of that. I know we left it at home. I felt so bad. Well, we're going to have to make it again. <laughs> okay. So we'll make it again. Don't worry. We'll just have to delicious. make it together. We, we can, can have a baking yes. day. We, we do need to have a baking day. Yeah. We're going to have a cooking day soon. Yes. Again, so. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's the thing. Finding those common interests is really great and and being intentional about it. So I I'm, I'm hope that's those are good pieces of advice. I feel like a lot of it seems obvious, but maybe sometimes we just need that reminder that, you know, just because it wasn't great to start doesn't mean you can't build on it. And, you know, you're... Your sister, you're going to be, you know, siblings for life, right? However yep. however long you might be blessed to live, right? You're going to be siblings for life, so you might as well try. And I mean, that's not to say, you know, there are, I know that there are really difficult family relationships, and sometimes those relationships are irreparable, or those, um, the damage to those relationships is irreparable, but I don't think it, it always has to be. And so you just do your part to try, and um, I'm thankful that now we have a good relationship. Me too. <laughs> So this is a fun question. Question number four is things you have in common and things you don't. I think we've already shared a lot of these. A little bit. No, a lot of it. But the one that comes to mind is... In common or not? Not in common. I like fashion. Like high fashion. I like high fashion. And you have an interest in fashion. I have an interest in fashion. I went to school for fashion. Where I would never have even considered that. <laughs> not in the least bit. <laughs> I've always loved it. And our mom went to school for textiling and yes. um, merchandising. Sorry, mom, if I totally got this wrong. But um, I feel like I connected with mom that way, too, in, like, watching Project Runway when I was in seventh grade was when I was like, heck, yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Not necessarily design, but go into fashion in some way or, like, do something creative with it. And I know you like fashion, but you like more of, like, the athleisure, like, athletic, like, functional yeah, fashion, which I also like that, but I also really appreciate, like, the creative side of, like, the haute couture and stuff like yeah. that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I can totally see that, and I, it's very interesting to me, I mean, now you, you have sort of gotten into food as you've gotten older as yes. well, and just, you know become more interested in that but I feel like it's sort of like how I was about food for a long time yeah it's just something that naturally was appealing to me I'm like I want to learn about this I want to learn about different cuisines I want to learn about different flavors I want to watch cooking shows I want to like you know I have chef crushes like I, I'm like I and, and not in a you know that sort of way but in like a, envious if I oh gosh if I ever I mean obviously 
R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. If oh. I ever met him, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. Like, Rick Not that Bayless. we're going into this, but you could meet him in another life. You never know. Maybe. You never know. <laughs> um, there's lots of chefs out there. I just really respect what they do in their own different... And it's funny because I, I sort of have uh, chefs that I really love and appreciate in different cuisines you know like i'm sure you and in different ways where i'm sure you do too when it comes to different designers for different reasons like you might appreciate a designer even though that might not be the way that you dress Mm -hmm. and so i appreciate fashion i enjoy i mean it's fun to i can imagine it'd be fun to watch a fashion show but for me getting dressed is about feeling good and so a lot of that is feeling good physically like i'm very I'm very active, so I really like athleisure because I like being able to run around with my kids, And but I still want to look nice. Mm-hmm. So I don't love wearing clothes that don't make me feel good, so I'm not, you know, just wearing... And this is not, uh, before I say this, this isn't a dig on anyone who dresses like this in any way, shape, or form. If that's what makes you feel the best, that's awesome. Um, but I, just a baggy sweatshirt and sweatpants just doesn't make me feel good. So for me, it's like, hey, what me makes me feel good, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, I feel like, but the thing is, too, that we are very different in our style, too. For me, it's athleisure or kind of edgy. Mm-hmm. And thanks to Jamie Baker, I'm going to shout out Jamie again. I shouted her out in a podcast a few <laughs> weeks ago. She is my friend who is also a personal stylist, and she has um, a style society for moms, so it's specifically helping moms kind of find their style, and so she has this whole process you go through figuring out your mama form, and she's like a different style, different style types, and I like identify your your type immediately. I'm like, oh, you're like classic and a little feminine, and I am neither. (laughs) I'm neither classic nor feminine. You can... No. I can be a little classic. You have... You are more... You're, like, bohemian. I do. Well, so I I have in the past. I've worn more boho things. But but I feel most me when I'm either wearing more, like, athleisure type stuff or like kind of edgy you know Mm -hmm. wearing the band tee but some nice jeans and heels something like that or like heeled boots i don't really wear heels (laughs) like like combat boots or yes so that makes me that makes me feel good and so we're just kind of different in that way am i into high fashion no do i like okay so i'm looking at your bookshelf over here because Ah. we're in her office and there's all of these fashion books i'm like (laughs) i wouldn't pick any of those up but i'm like could i pick tim gunn out of a room no what we could be in the same room together i know he's famous and i i wouldn't know who he was i could run into him be like excuse me sir (laughs) oh my god christian siriano i i don't know what he looks like i've heard of him you're killing me (laughs) you wouldn't okay come on you know christian dior i mean oh yes of course i do yes and coco chanel you know you know i don't know who that is who's elsa chaparelli i um, I think it's pronounced Schiaparelli, if I'm saying that right. She, she, I'd I have to look it Alexander McQueen. Okay. You know Alexander McQueen? Oh, He's I do. I said edgy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like Alexander. Like, if I were to choose any of them, and like, be their style would be Alexander McQueen. McQueen. Yeah. I haven't, I actually have not picked that up yet, so I have to read about. Mm. She has a series of, of fashion books. Vogue so books. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I don't know. It's. I think that's one of those areas where we have, I, I can appreciate it. But also the purposes of, like, and how we appreciate that is so Mm -hmm. different. But it is something that we can, you know, I sent you a picture the other day from the dressing room, and I'm like, okay, this, but I was wearing leggings with this cute off-the-shoulder top. I needed, like, a going-out top for going to visit my friend down in Florida. And 
I was like, okay, this but with white jeans. And she's like, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, queen. And I know that's all I need is just her to be like, yep. And I'm like, okay, she's got it. Yeah. And, and uh, whether or not she would wear that, like, you know that you're like, oh, yeah, that would look, you know, that looks good on you or that would go great with the white jeans. And so yep. I appreciate having you to be able to be like, is this yes or no? Yay yeah. or nay? Especially, too, because, I mean, I wear things that you would not wear because you're – but you could – I'm oh, I'm hoping appreciate if it looks good on me. Yeah, and the same thing with you. Like you have some beautiful outfits. I'm like I feel like I would look like I was playing dress up like a child. I got mistaken for a teenager yesterday. Are you serious? I mean, Again? It, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This has definitely happened before, has it? Not? So I'm only five feet tall. So I'm not. You know, I'm not a huge person. You know, and oh, uh, you poor thing. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a it's a struggle. But the thing is, too, when it comes to um, fashion, too, if you really want to go there, you also have to feel good inside before you can feel good outside, too. Yeah. Whether it both physically and mentally, too. So if yeah. you mentally feel like crap, you are probably going to look like crap. Right? Yeah. I know that There's is for so me. Like those days. Yeah. If I'm wearing a baggy sweatshirt and leggings, I most likely don't feel great about myself that day and just want to cover yeah. everything up because you're just... But everyone has those days and it's yeah. okay. and it's okay to have those days. Yeah. I also fully support the idea that sometimes getting dressed can help to change your mood. Absolutely. Like that, is a, that is a Jamie Baker thing that she's yes. also helped to instill in me that, like, even if you're not going anywhere... Mm-hmm. And, and we'll link her podcast episode because... She's awesome. I you need guys to would listen totally to get it. along. You need to. Yeah. You do. She talks about dressing for your body type. She talks about style type. She's fantastic. Um, but like you guys have are very similar. And, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, you obviously both have a background in fashion. But that sometimes just getting dressed does kind of help to lift your mood, even if you're not going anywhere. And so yeah. that is that's kind of an encouragement to me too. But yeah, I don't think I'm ever gonna be I mean, if you invite me to a runway show, I will I will b- buy something pretty. I'm gonna bring you with me. And you're going to pick something pretty up for me. <laughs> and I will enjoy it. But I, if I had to pay for I don't know. if you, Do you have to pay to go to fashion shows? Probably. It depends. Unless sometimes I'm 98% sure sometimes you're sponsored. Okay. And you go and you're invited and you don't have to pay. But I think if you're a part of the public, you actually have to be invited and sometimes pay to get into certain events. Right. Yeah. At, like after the show. So I, have to ask, I would have to I ask some more fashion friends about it. Going to spend... going to a big city to either go to a fashion show or go to a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) Or a Broadway play. Yeah, that too. (laughs) So that's something we have in common. We both love theater, especially musical theater. Yes. And so that's something that we've connected over a lot over the years. Um, Especially Rent. Yes. That oh, is we went to Rent. Oh my so gosh, I'm going to cry. Oh, we went to their final final tour. tour. Yeah, they had a stop here in Providence, uh, which is not too far from us, in Rhode Island. It's Mm -hmm. the capital city. And they have this beautiful performing arts center, the Providence Performing Arts Center, and they have Broadway shows come through. And in January, that's what Allie and I did for her birthday. We went and had some brick oven pizza and wine. And then we went and saw the final tour of Rent. And I was so sad because I've seen it. Three times, and it was just oh, that's so good. one way we did connect as kids. Yeah, was through musical theater. Yes, like yeah, going to Legally Blonde. We went to the Producers Avenue Q, Rock of Ages. I didn't do Rock of Ages you didn't with do you. Rock of Ages? No, oh, I, I think thought you did. I think you went with your. Do you do Wicked with us? Nope. 
No? We saw Mary Poppins. So there were, yep, Mary Poppins, Legally Blonde. I already said that one. Um, we we've, saw we've Jersey Boys. Did you see Jersey Boys with us? No. no. But we saw at least five or six together. Yeah, we saw a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Avenue Q also definitely not appropriate for young children. I grew up very fast. We will just say that. When it comes to... you got to do so many more things than I did. Except the one thing that I got to do that you didn't get to do was I didn't have a curfew. And then mom figured out that that was a bad parenting move. Sorry, mom. Love you. But... I think I might have abused the not having a curfew. And Thanks. then you had a curfew. Of like nine o'clock. I mean, they were trying to be safe. These are all good decisions on their part, I think. You got into way less trouble than I did, so. They know about. <laughs> a month from now, we're both going to get a text from mom. Like, <laughs> we need to talk. Like, what did you do? <laughs> well, um. What was I going to say? Yeah, no, I definitely, well, I learned a lot from you, especially about the, um, like, the LGBTQIA+. I think that's the whole, like, yeah. that community. Like, Rent is all about that. We mm-hmm. went to drag shows. We did Broadway. Yeah, that's what I did for one of my birthdays. Yeah, yeah. so I learned or a no, lot about. no, two of my birthdays. I learned a lot about that, too, and just, like, how other people live and I don't know it was it's very an eye-opening experience like we would go to New York and I have to say some of the best food and some of the best time I ever had was at Lucky Chase <laughs> yes <laughs> which I feel like it's probably way more popular than it was when we were going yeah then a bunch of celebrities ended up going yep um it, it's literally just a, a it's a it's a drag club but it's also a restaurant, yep. so you can go with your family. And, I mean, obviously, the adults with the children need to be comfortable <laughs> with their kids being around drag queens and yes. explaining that to them. Uh, but thankfully, I mean, our parents have always been very kind of open and accepting when it comes to those things. I don't think that they necessarily knew enough to teach us about any of that. Um, but I think just I grew up with a very... Um, with a friend group that was just a lot more... Accepting. Yeah. D- yeah. Very diverse. Yes. And accepting. And so I kind of just, from that, became very accepting and open to that. And there was this cool place I wanted to go to in New York. And we went as a family. And so, and I'm really, really grateful for that yeah. part of uh, my experience and my friendships and all of that. There was... I never felt any judgment around that community. I always felt like it was something that, you know, it's just, this is how, you know, this is how somebody is. You know, they are, they are straight, they are gay, they are trans, they are not, right? Yeah. And so that was, I'm I'm glad that you sort of, because I don't think I, any of those things I necessarily like passed on to you. I think it was just sort of, I, maybe I did inadvertently, right? I grew up in that sort of, with that friend group and... I'm glad you got to experience that. And I kind of hope to pass it on to my kids, too. Just that, yeah. like, pure acceptance and no. understanding and non-judgment. Exactly. And you should be who you feel you should be and who you are. Yeah. It was so much fun. And it was nice to see how all of our lives are so different, but we can, like, share common interests and... You know what I mean? I don't yeah, know I'm common experience. This, yeah, yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally agree. We can share that common experience and... 
have fun and just have it be totally normalized. Yeah. Is was really cool. Yeah. So yeah, and that's what I that's what I I hope for my kids and for yeah. their friends that it's just it's totally normalized. And I, you know what? I know that I'm gonna have people who are listening to this podcast right now who are like, who are shocked. Yeah. <laughs> and not happy with me for having these opinions, but I'm okay with that because I do believe that you know we are allowed to be who we are, mm-hmm. and that I want our kids to be open and accepting for you know people as they are as well. Exactly. Um, and loving, you know, just yeah, just love all, love equally. I have a love mu- is I have a love. Mu- love is love. I have a mug that says love equally. Yeah. And, you know, that's exactly what I want. Couldn't be more true. Yeah, that's what I want for them. And that's what I'm, I'm glad that we grew up like that as Me well. Too. So any other things that we have in common? Definitely Broadway. We both love to travel. Yes, we both yeah. love, as far as I know, love all things Italian. <laughs> yes. We love learning about different cultures mm-hmm. and learning about our own um, like ancestry yeah. and where we came from and learning about the history of like even uh, our friends' families, our family. I love history too. I know my boyfriend loves history. Yes. <laughs> oh, gee, no, he didn't just go to school for it. Um, oh, he definitely gave us a history lesson in the last episode. Oh, too. he I can't definitely did. I'm totally drawing a blank on what it was. Sorry, I can't Eric. remember either. It was over <laughs> a year ago, but. Uh, we love you, Eric. I know if I have a history question. He is the person to ask. Yes. Don't Google it. Just call him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, travel, food. I know, like you said earlier, I'm definitely more interested in food now. Like, I'll try your recipes and be like, look what I made. I know. Or be I like, love getting the text with the pictures <laughs> of your recipes. We both, well, I love watching and using Jada De Laurentiis's, uh recipes. Yeah, you're a big Jada fan. I'm a big Jada fan. <laughs> But yeah, love for food. What else? I mean, I think those are the big things. Yeah. Yeah. Quality time. Just, just yeah. in general. Hanging out, going experiences. I yes. think yeah, we like experiences going out. Experiences more than things. Yes. As much as, you know, as much as you like some fashion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely experiences more than things. So yep. any other things we don't have in common? Our taste in music's a little bit different. It kind of depends on the day. I listen to pretty much everything but country and screamo. I listen to some country music for fun on my runs, but other than that, I don't listen to a ton of country. I also don't listen to, like, super heavy metal. Well, when I was in high school, I would listen to, like, Black Sabbath, so I guess I shouldn't say yeah, that I'm not. you definitely had a phase. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was kind of... I feel like my music choices were definitely based on who I hung out with. yeah. Or I should say influenced by who I was hanging out with. Mm-hmm. Like, some of my friends listened to Broadway. Some of my friends listened to, like, R&B and hip-hop. And others would listen to heavy metal. So I kind of had all different friend friend groups that listened to different types of music. But no one listened to country music. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like it's less common here in New England than it yeah. is in some other places. Yeah, definitely. Where country music sort of the norm. Yeah. So not that people don't listen to country music around here. Like I said, I have I have one running playlist that's called Country Roads. And it's just like oh, when yeah. I want to listen to, because I don't, what's the song? Wagon Wheel? Like it is like the perfect tempo for like oh, for an running. easy morning run. Yeah. And gotcha. uh, so I'll listen to some, but other than that. And I mean, I will listen to a lot of Broadway on my runs. Obviously, I love a lot of, I've got my throwback pop punk from early high school when I was like, 
you know, in my plaid skirts and my spike belts, <laughs> and I had my pink streaks in my hair. Circa Britney Spears. <laughs> well, uh, no, not like Britney Spears. But it was kind of like that baby, do- baby doll like style, the- which she started. But with... Yeah. Like your, I don't think she your, started it. I think that that I don't was no. She made it. I feel like she made it more feminine. Yeah, this was not that version. You know, it was more like the punk version with your. This is the punk version with my eyeliner. <laughs> and fishnets. I forgot oh to mention gosh, fishnets. the fishnets. Oh gosh, so much hot topic. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Hot topic is like the place to shop. It was hot like the topic only place. And, and Delia's. Oh, I miss Delia's. Yeah, the those best graphic the tees. Yes, they did. That that those were my places to shop in high school. Yes. Yep. Totally. So, definitely have different fashion choices, different music choices. I mean, my 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 choices in music are are very are very different too. Um, or very um varied. I love. I mean, I, I love mellow folk music as well. Now, Joni yep. Mitchell is one of my favorites. Classic. I, yeah, I love Jason Mraz. Um, oh yeah, and I also love Green Day. Uh, so I've got I've got a very wide ranging taste in music as well. Jack Johnson. It most of my music now it's it's either it's either to chill me out or pump me up. That's so, literally that's, me too. Those are like my two. Yes, like. If- <laughs> If I have to really get stuff done in the morning, I usually put on, like, pump-up music to, like, wake me up and get me up, and I'm, like, singing along to it with my headphones in, like, (laughs) getting my work done. We have a pretty good playlist that we usually play when we're, like, going to do a photo shoot or something like that. And it usually has Lizzo on it. Yeah, it's it's, it's 90% Lizzo. (laughs) So. Not not for when the kids are <laughs> and sometimes yeah exactly and sometimes it'll be the occasional like nineties throwback yes <laughs> always a good throwback yes <laughs> oh so yeah I think well I mean even talking about this what we have in common are some lived experiences too right yes. we have some of we have the time we grew up you know clearly we're millennials yes and um we have those experiences sorry i have to shift because my feet are falling asleep and because i'm so short we're sitting in front of a stool that has my computer and the mic and Allie's just chilling out (laughs) full level with the mic and i have to like reach up really high um (laughs) because she stole my height i'm not sure if you guys know this but uh both of our parents are five foot four they're both on the smaller side um i am five foot even and Allie is five five so she stole my inches because <laughs> everyone so knows that's how genetics work <laughs> <laughs> i could definitely do something about it no. <laughs> just, gonna, just cut your feet off then, oh yeah that'll work <laughs> no i'm just kidding well obviously obviously i'm kidding but i am kidding about the you stealing my inches i'm very happy i'm very i'm very happy with my height at this point i don't really have any qualms about it but it is funny when we're in situations like this and i'm like i need to reach the mic <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah those i think those are good things we have in common and things we don't um Tips on cultivating – so uh, question number five is tips on cultivating a good – it said a good relationship for kids, and I'm assuming this is good sibling relationship for kids since we said we were going to talk about sisterhood. I think everything that we've shared, I, I'm i not sure. If I know the best way to cultivate a good relationship for kids, I think it's – different depending on kids ages yes oh, sorry and um i meant like 
you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. Your diff- age difference. Yeah. I feel like it also depends on personalities, too. Yeah. Our personalities are quite different. Very, yeah. Pretty different. Well, in some ways, similar. Di- we're both very stubborn. Uh, 150,000%. Yes. We're stubborn. We're sarcastic. <laughs> These things don't necessarily make for a good relationship. <laughs> But at least we do have a similar type of humor. I think we that's do. We can laugh. Yeah. Yeah. We can make each other laugh or have like an inside joke that nobody else really gets. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We're bringing it back together because I'm not sure how much of that I had to cut out <laughs> because there was some loud laughing on both sides. <laughs> um, but we just shared an inside joke. Um, you know, I, I think it is, you know, honestly, I think it's allowing your kids to be their own to be their own person, yes. right? To have their own interests, to enjoy their own things, and to not force them to hang out together, to play together, to do these things, right? If they're in different life stages, if they have different personalities, if that just, you know, isn't yeah, I guess if if they're if they're not interested in hanging out with each other, just don't don't force it and just Cultivate that family time. Yeah. I think that Definitely. time together as a family is really huge. Yeah. Even just playing, like, board games. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, challenging one another. And yeah. And... Having fun as a family. Yeah. And I would say, like, individually, too. I would say not forcing someone into doing something they don't want to do, especially, like, with sports or, like, yeah. music. I feel like... We both were kind of put into sports that we didn't necessarily want to do, or they did that with you anyway. Like, they're like, oh, just try it, just try it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I would have rather... Well, they did this more for me. They they did it. um, um, But anywho, you can scrap this out. (laughs) But um, I think that they had you try a lot more sports than they did me, and then they kind of learned from having you try all of these different ones that they would just let me decide like what sports I wanted to do and like what interests I had like volleyball and dance and like you tried was it softball and soccer I think softball I lasted maybe two practices yeah um, soccer I lasted one season yeah dance I lasted I think two years but I was really young but I think it's kind of cool to show kids different types of sports and activities yeah, and I having think, yeah, them allow decide. them to choose and not like force them because their sibling is going to do it because especially if the one sibling chooses it because then they end up yes. resenting yep. the sibling for oh, I have to do this because my sister has to do this so letting them be their own person and not comparing them exactly not comparing them to each other yep. and expecting one thing and that's difficult as a parent I know even, you know, looking at milestones when they're really young and going, well, you know, my older one did it in this time. Why isn't my younger one doing this? Because they're their own person. They're going to develop at different levels. Yep. They're going to have different interests and just allowing them and then just cultivating, I think, that family time. And yep. some of my best memories growing up were from the things we did together as a family, going on trips, like going on our road trip down to Alabama to see my grandparents who lived down there, going to Pennsylvania. Um, go to Pennsylvania in the summer, riding horses, playing in the pool, going to Ireland, oh, so going fun. to New York, right? So, th- yeah, just, I think the family time yep, and allowing them to be themselves and not force them. 
Yeah. I think exactly. I think we were both basically saying the same yes. thing in different ways. So You said it better. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I was going to have an answer for that, but I, I think that was pretty good. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. so. Yeah. So we'll see how oh, my kids turn out, and then in the future, if, if you have kids, no pressure. <laughs> they need cousins. No, I'm just kidding. They have cousins, thankfully. Thankfully, otherwise I'd be like, <clears throat> Al, so I'm going to need you to... You should just speed up this timeline over here. Procreation. <laughs> this procreation timeline is going a little bit too slowly for me. The clock is ticking. I have time. I'm 28. Anywho. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you do. Oh, my goodness. Uh, okay, so there's one more question that we got asked, and then we're going to do some rapid-fire questions. And this was a really interesting question, and this, um, you know, this isn't something I've talked about a lot about on the podcast in this season. So if you're a newer listener, uh, way back when I first started this podcast, the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast was mostly focused on intuitive eating and my journey with intuitive eating, and I shared my journey through several eating disorders and really finding my place of balance when it came to food and fitness and wellness. And I had a whole conversation with my husband on first season, first or second season of the podcast. We're in season four now. Um, So about kind of our relationship and him going through a significant amount of those years with me in that. Um, But I struggled with food for a number of years from, I mean, really it started when I was probably, you know, 13 or so, but from maybe 13 Really, when I was really, really impacted by it was like when I was around 15 or 16 until I was about 19 or 20, and then I relapsed. And then, you know, now I'm in a really healthy place with food for the last four or five years. Um, I've been in a really good place with food. So this question um, was definitely from an earlier listener who knows a lot about kind of what I shared earlier on the podcast, and I've been very transparent about my finding balance in that way. And so the question is, how did Chris's struggle with food impact your own relationship with food? So this is to you. It said <laughs> her own relationship with food. And I'm assuming they were talking about you. So yes. <laughs> I made it to you. So I, to be totally transparent, I asked Chris before this if she wanted me to be totally honest. Can you hear the anxiety in my voice now? My voice is going to get really shaky. It's okay. Um, no, I, I, and I said yes. I said you can be as, as honest as you are comfortable being. Well, I didn't, so because of our age difference, I didn't know, because I was still really young, like, when this first, you know, you know your struggles first started. You're probably around 10. Or even if you said 13, I was younger than that. Right. I mean, I think it first started internally. Uh-huh. When I was 13 or so in junior so high I was school, in, I, was I think in my like... body image issues kind of started in junior high school when mm-hmm. I was about 13, because it was right after that time of the flood. Right. It was, yeah, it was definitely junior high school. I was teased, and that's when sort of the body image issues started. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I went through puberty, so I put on a bunch of weight in a short period of time, and then I was also struggling with binge eating for the first time, and, but what it wasn't, I didn't really struggle with my full eating disorder until um, after that until yeah I was like late 15 early 16 yeah age yeah so I didn't know exactly what was going on but I had a sense that something was going on and it was mainly when I couldn't tell you the ages or whatnot but 
when I really started to notice was when you went vegetarian mm. and you started running every single day and I noticed your weight dropping really significantly and I noticed there was like a serious mood change Mm. And you had lots of fluctuations of, like, being really happy and then all of a sudden getting, like, really angry. Mm. And a lot of the time, whether you meant it or not, it was taken out on me. And Mm. I noticed on, like, mom and dad, too, like, you had a lot of mood changes. Which, I mean, as teenagers, I did, too. We all have our mood changes. But I just noticed that... I'm like, okay, you know, maybe she's just hungry. Maybe she just needs to eat something. Or, you know, that's, you know, my teenage mind thing. I was starting myself. <laughs> yeah. So I, I noticed that. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really, I, can, I couldn't really understand what was going on um, until you got really small and I saw the bones on your shoulders was when I started to go, oh, shoot, like something's really up. Mm-hmm. And I know that oh, I I forgot about this, but like mom bringing you to the doctor to like try to help you figure out like your eating and like how you can still be healthy and, you know, like eat regular food. I don't want to say regular food, but healthy foods, but so that you're putting on weight, but like still staying healthy. You know what I mean? It's kind of hard to describe, but... I knew something was going on, but I couldn't exactly say what it was. Yeah, I would I would say it was probably until wasn't until you were like right before you went to Italy when you were really, really small that I, I knew something was up. But I didn't know exactly what it was. I don't know if that really kind of answers the question, but I guess to answer the question, I would say it it made me think a lot about what I was putting in my body. Mm. And, you know, in the future, like, going on to now, it helped me, or you've helped me a lot with, like, what I should be putting in my body and things that I need to be aware of. Like, you were the one who helped me figure out my gluten intolerance. and I've, Right, we're talking in terms of health. Health, yeah. yeah. I've kind of gotten beyond the eating disorder and to the point of figuring out what was going on in terms of like my own digest digestive health and mm-hmm. from when I went to a place of being really unhealthy with food to then yeah. learning more about what health and wellness meant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um just that like awareness of what is like learning what is good for you and mm-hmm. listening to listening to your body around food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I want to say when I was when we were both younger um, I lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, I really watched what I would eat and what I would eat around you because I was kind of afraid of being judged mm-hmm. by what I was eating, yeah. whether it be like a bowl of pasta or like a couple chicken tenders or whatever. It'd be like, do you know what's in that? Or do you know how many calories you're eating right now? Because back then you were really into calories Oh yeah, oh, and on yeah. um, and uh, Splenda rather than sugar, um, stuff like All that. All of the diet things. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely. I mean, because we both had our own 
like body struggles. Like for me, it was body image because I didn't really know how to like dress for my body type. Like I always felt like I was kind of like the bigger girl, even though because I'm curvy, not because I was a very big person. Like we both gained some weight here and there and we lost the weight because we did karate Mm -hmm. And we did other physical activities. Yeah, bodies and fluctuated as yeah. is totally normal Especially for young girls. Yeah. Puberty. Right. right? Yeah. So we both kind of struggled with body image, but I feel like yours is more of a struggle through like food. Yeah. And mine mm-hmm. I feel like was more mental. Like an internal struggle. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I also thought a lot when we were growing up that I I always felt that I like I mentioned before, I'm only five feet tall, so I'm pretty petite. And I'm also pretty much straight up and down mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of my body shape. I have, you know, I have, I sort of have some hips, but for the most part, I don't have a, I'm not super curvy. And you have that like, hourglass. And I always felt like I wanted to look like Marilyn Monroe. And I was like, oh, my sister has that hourglass shape. And I don't have that because I have no boobs. And I, and so for me, it was just trying to be as small as possible. Mm-hmm. Look like one of the Olsen twins. Um, and we're, we're laughing, but also that was an actual influence on me. Yes. It was, it was very, it was very real. Wow, we're bringing it all the way around. Oh, yeah. But it really was. It was like, mm-hmm. I want to look like Mary Kate. Mary Kate, who admittedly has struggled with it. Maybe not admittedly, but I, th- I think it has, I think she's admittedly struggled with eating, with an eating disorder or eating, uh, or disordered eating, right? Yeah. With her body. Um, and so I always wanted to look like you. And so it's so interesting to, like, think about that comparison. I'm going, not that you necessarily wanted to look like me, but you had those judgments on yourself. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like, I wish I was small and curvy and I don't have any curves. That's so funny because you've never told me that before. I was like, I always got the comments where, like, you don't have any butt. And then, you know, butts were in, they were in for a while, Mm -hmm. right? I don't know. Maybe they still are now, but I I don't. (laughs) I got the butt and the thighs. And so, I mean, I've got, I, you know, I'm just so happy with, like, I'm happy with my body as it is, right? My body yeah. still fluctuates and changes. I am a distance runner. So when I'm running a ton, my body's slightly different shape than it is when I'm not running a ton. And that's okay. And that's something I've had to learn to accept that in different seasons, our bodies are going to be a little bit bigger or a little bit smaller. Our clothes might fit a little bit different. But like you said, learning how to dress for our body instead of dressing for the body that we think we should have yes. is so huge. Oh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it is, but yeah. it's huge, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, I'm going to go off topic here, but not really. But a lot of girls tend to dress more comfortably but not dress comfortably to their body type and what like flatters them like Mm -hmm. a lot of women like to wear super oversized because they feel like it'll make them look smaller yes and because they may may have like a larger chest or they might have a larger butt like they tend to wear stuff that just doesn't like make them feel good and doesn't like or they don't even realize it doesn't make them fire they're trying to hide yes and you don't want to hide yeah Like, you were given the body you were supposed to have. Yes. You should, you should be dressing and dressing so that you feel good and feel good in the skin that you're in. You shouldn't have to change yourself or anybody. Also, it does not matter what anybody else thinks of you. It matters most what you think about yourself. I think that was the quote for the podcast, Al. (laughs) 
<laughs> Mic drop. Mic drop. No, it, it's true. It is true. And and so it's interesting to hear that, you know, that was, I, I knew, I know just, you know, talking to you as we've grown up together and as adults that, you know, you've had your own struggles with body image. I mean, who who doesn't? What woman doesn't yeah. struggle with their body image right. in a society that is so body focused, right? Oh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm grateful that you knew that something was up when I was you know, because you were young too, but it mm-hmm. didn't impact you in the way that you felt like you, I don't, I'm, I'm not happy that you felt like you were judged by me. And I'm sorry that I made you feel judged by me. Um, but in terms of food choices and things like that, but I'm glad it didn't impact you to the point where you were like, well, I can't eat these things because Chris doesn't eat these things yeah. or things like that. Right. And that we could kind of learn from each other and yeah. that you know eventually when we went through digestive struggles at the same time or similar times we could sort of turn my interest in in nutrition into from something that was unhealthy yeah. to something that has helped the both of us yeah so. well back then too I I didn't always know how to approach certain situations because I wasn't sure what the reaction was gonna be yeah from you so that's why I didn't always ask questions because I didn't, yeah, I didn't want you to be angry with me or or j- even just asking like, oh, like, why did you do it that way rather than this way? I wasn't sure if you're going to be like, because it's the right way. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't yeah. sure. So, but anyhow. <laughs> no, I think that's really interesting. And I think that that is so true. It's one of the reasons why I think people struggle people when I say people I mean people in relationship with people who are struggling with food or body image or things like that I think they struggle to know how to approach someone without getting that sort of reaction from them and any sort of negative reaction from them them being upset in some way yeah and I don't know if there is an answer to how to approach someone in that situation to, I mean, not that, you know, not that anyone asked, but I, I'm saying I don't, I don't think that you did anything wrong. Yeah. I don't in, in any way feel like my sister didn't say anything to me or my mm-hmm. sister should have helped me or I'm thankful that I got help. Yeah. I've told my story here before. It was, it was my best friend at the time who sat me down at a Starbucks and she sat across from me and she was like, if you don't get help, I will. And I was like, or if you don't get help for yourself, I right. will. And I was like, Okay, and I was ready. Yeah. I don't the the problem is people will not listen <laughs> unless they're ready to get help, right? Yeah. They won't truly listen or they won't change unless they're ready to change, mm-hmm. right? You have to be ready to change in order yeah. to change. I mean, in any so, situation you can't help anyone who doesn't want to change. Exactly. I think it's okay. I think the best approach in my opinion would be and if you were going to approach me, which at the, you were young, I don't think you, it probably, it, not that it wasn't your place, but it's understandable that you didn't know how to approach you didn't. Right. Um, but if somebody were in that situation, you just express concern. Yeah. It's like, I, I love you and I'm concerned about you. Right. And just that little spark might be enough for someone to be like, oh, snap. Okay, someone I love is concerned about me. Mm-hmm. And, but you were, you know, like, 13. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how do you approach your big sister when you're, like, you kind of look like a skeleton? Um, and because saying that would not have elicited <laughs> a good response from me or a positive <laughs> positive response from me at the time or probably now, though I, that's not me anymore. Um, but, yeah, so that's interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. So is there any other way you think 
it impacted maybe not your own relationship with food. We kind of talked about that. Um, we talked about body image. I don't know. Any other, anything else you have to kind of share on that? I don't know. I guess you could just say that whatever I did, however I ate, I just wanted to make sure that I didn't go into that as well. Mm, like I didn't, Yeah. I didn't want to follow in those footsteps that you took. Mm-hmm. Footsteps in other aspects of life, yes, but I didn't want to go there because I knew it might have like a similar impact. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I learned, I learned something from that. You know, that's the only other thing I can think of. No, that's really interesting. But I'm, I'm glad. I'm yeah. glad that you didn't. I'm glad like that you didn't have to go through the struggles. Yeah. And that you've kind of found your way mm-hmm. with accepting your body and eating in a way that feels good and is balanced and mm-hmm. all that. And and we can talk about that now. We can share in our love of food. Yes. Because <laughs> no restrictions. Just eating in a Sharing way that feels recipes. good. <laughs> yep. Hashtag balance. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag all the food. All the food. Oh, my gosh. We have so many restaurants we need to go to. Oh, my gosh. Before before our move. The Greek one that I just went to in Providence. <gasps> yes, we, we were go. supposed to go, right? And then it was yes. closed. Yep. Yes, we need to go. We need mm-hmm. to go. Yeah, so definitely. <laughs> well, with that, that is the end of our questions that we got. Thank you, everyone, who sent in the questions. This is a great conversation. Yes. I'm really excited to share it. All of the laughs and the nostalgia and um, the serious stuff in between, right? Um, I have some fun rapid-fire questions that I ask my guests at the end. Are you ready? Do you want to answer I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Oh, I need to take my last sip of my drink. Oh, yes. Okay, question number one. Coffee or tea? Both. Coffee in the morning, tea at night. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) Podcast or book? Podcast, because I can do it on the move. (laughs) What did you eat for breakfast this morning? A gluten-free cinnamon roll muffin from Trader Joe's. (laughs) Oh my gosh, they're so good. Is it cinnamon roll or cinnamon bun? I don't know. They're so good. But they're so good, and you need to try one, even if you're not gluten-free. Oh, yeah, they, they do not taste so gluten-free. amazing. So good. That was definitely not blood sugar balancing, but we won't go there. <laughs> uh, your first choice when ordering takeout. When ordering takeout? Hmm. Thai or Chinese? Mm, I'm, I'm on the Thai side of things. I love yes, Thai. Love I love pad, pad Thai. thai. We had Pad Thai last week. Yeah, Nick and I had pad thai last week. <laughs> Are you an early bird or a night owl? <laughs> I know the answer to this one. I'm definitely a night owl, but because of my job now, I have to like somehow in some way transition to be an early morning person, but I know it will never happen. <laughs> well, this is just training you if you do become a mom one day. That's right? true. <laughs> so you'll be able to deal. I prefer to be a night owl. We adjust. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I am, I am the opposite. I <laughs> frequently fall asleep on the couch. My husband's like, again? I'm like, I'm sorry, it's 8.30. It's late. <laughs> but we've been watching Inventing Anna, so I've been staying up late. It's a problem. I couldn't wake up this morning. I, I couldn't wake up this morning at 6.30 when it was time for Sage to wake up because we had stayed up late watching Inventing Anna. And she was, and Sage was like, Mommy, why aren't you up yet? <laughs> And I'm like, I'm sorry, I stayed up late. She's like, last night? It's a Friday right now, friends. It was a Thursday. (laughs) 
And I was like, well, yeah, I was watching a show. I was like, well, why are you judging me? Go get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last but not least, because this is the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. Oh, man. What does balance mean to you in this season? Um, I would have to say, well, I'll say balance in general. I feel like it's hard for most people, including myself, to find, like, a balance between, like, work life and um, personal life. So just trying to um, figure out your happy medium of, like, when to shut off your work brain versus, like, when to turn on your, like, your personal time and, like, reading a book, listening to a podcast, watching TV, but also balance when it comes to eating as well, like trying to figure out foods that can fuel your body. That's one thing that I'm dealing with right now is trying to find foods that will fill me, but also nourish me. Mm. So it's kind of balance in many aspects of my life right now, (laughs) balancing new challenges. So yeah, because you are in a new season. You have been working your butt off. I'm very grateful you got to take this time and hang out with me today because like, seriously, (laughs) you guys nailing her down lately is hard. Ali films for me, like I mentioned that I think I mentioned briefly, she's an incredible photographer, but she films for me. Um, A lot of the stuff you see on Instagram or on YouTube, my courses, she's filmed all my courses for me. Um, And she hasn't been around, but that's because she's, you know, got a sweet grown up job. (laughs) So I don't blame her for it. Uh, but yeah, so this is this is an extra special conversation. And I can see you trying to balance things and, you know, figure doing your meal prep. Oh, so proud. Such a proud meal prepping big sister. <laughs> you so, saw all the containers in the yeah, fridge I'm last so time. <laughs> She's getting her meal prep on, you know, finding that food that tastes good and feels good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is so great. Thank you so much for coming on with Thanks me again. Thanks for having Al. me again. <laughs> It was fun. Thank you for listening to Mommy's Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama Podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.